President Trump's executive memo for deferral on payroll taxes. What does it mean for employers? What does it mean for employees? Angelique Neal, Maureen Rouse, Ayoub from Varnum Explain. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. We're talking about taxes today. And before you turn that dial, this could have an impact on you or your employer. But fear not, we've got a couple of wonderful guests joining us today to map this out. Both hail from the business law firm Varnum. Welcome to the show, Angelique Neal and Maureen Rouse Ayub. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we get started, I think we just need a little background information about this executive memo, which defers certain parts of the payroll taxes. Where did it come from and and what is it designed to do? That's a great question. President Trump issued an executive memorandum. It's not a law. It's not legislation, but an executive memorandum directing that employees could defer portions of their payroll taxes And that's what we'll be talking about today. Yeah, let's get into that just a little bit. I think a little background information in terms of these types of taxes. I know it's it's centered around FICA, but could you just walk us through this category of taxes? You know, what are they designed for and how are they funded? You know, like Maureen just mentioned, under the notice and the executive order, employers can defer the employee's portion of the Social Security taxes, which are withheld. Now, so on a normal paycheck, in addition to income tax withholding, payroll taxes include FICA taxes, which are the Federal Insurance Contributions Act taxes. And these FICA taxes include old age survivor and disability insurance, more commonly referred to as the Social Security taxes, and hospital insurance, which is commonly referred to as Medicare. And these rates for these two items apply at a 15.3% on wages up to $137,700 for the year 2020. And basically, the employers and employees divide this amount equally. So each, for the Social Security, each will pay 6.2% of the taxes and 1.45% of the Medicare. So this is a part of taxation related to employment that both the employer and the employee share, correct? Correct. Okay, so... I guess when we see deferment there, uh, the understanding is that eventually it must be paid back. So what are the possible benefits? Why would somebody take this deferral if you're an employee? That's a difficult question. So it's really a catch-22 because the way the memorandum's organized is the benefit would be to the employee, not the employer. The benefit being is that they would temporarily have some extra money in their check each week or bi-weekly, however they're compensated. The big issue, though, is as you mentioned, it's a deferral. So somebody has to pay it back. From the perspective of employer benefit, there is no identifiable benefit to the employer because the employer is going to have to administer the deferment and they're going to take responsibility for the payback. Well, that's interesting because if the employee benefits from it, as I understand it, as it's been written out, the employer initiates that process. So I guess maybe just in the simplest terms, how is all this put together uh, when an employer decides to defer? Well, if the employer decides to defer, basically what they're going to do is not withhold that particular portion of the Social Security taxes. So if they don't withhold, they don't have to pay it over to the government. And again, as mentioned, it's a deferment. So they're not withholding it. They're just going to hold off until, you know, after January 1st. And then it'll have to be withheld from the employee's 
paychecks and then paid over. Well, and just as a clarification, let's say that uh, just across the board, say you've got many employees and, a, and an employer decides, you know, we're going to just defer this part of the payroll tax. Uh, does an employee have to participate in the program at that point or can they opt out? So our guidance, because actually the executive memorandum in the IRS guidance that has been issued clearly defines this as the employer's right. However, what we've seen our clients do, that if they're going to choose to make the option available to their individual employees, and again, we're talking about private employers here, they have sought agreement from the employees to participate, and many of them are actually requiring that they execute a document with regard to repayment terms. Because remember, it has to be paid back. If the employee no longer works for the employer at the time of the payback period, the employer is still responsible for paying the deferred payroll taxes, even if the employee is not there to deduct it from their wages. As I understand it, not everybody can participate in this. There's some caps on this. So if an employee makes over that threshold, uh, the employer can't participate in this. So what is that cap? The deferral will only apply to employees that earn less than $4,000 paid for a biweekly pay period or equivalent amount with respect to other pay periods. So if they're paid weekly, you know, that amount would be $2,000 per week, that sort of thing. And it's calculated on a pay period by pay period basis. And then when do these deferred payments need to be paid back? How long does this deferral period last? Well, first, the deferral period itself is from September 1st, 2020 through December 31st, 2020. Then beginning in January 2021, the employer must withhold from the employee's paycheck and pay the deferred taxes rateably over January 1st, 2021 through April 30th, 2021. And if the deferred taxes are not paid by that April 30th date, the IRS can impose interest and penalties on the employer. And the penalties we're talking about could include failure to deposit penalties and failure to timely pay penalties. You mentioned earlier in a scenario where an employee might leave uh, their employer, and in that case, the employer would be stuck for the deferred taxes. But what happens if the employer just simply goes out of business uh, and the employee was taking the deferment? Is the employee on the hook for paying that amount back? Based upon the existing guidance, there's no provision to recover that from the employee. The way the guidance is written is the affected taxpayer is the employer. So in that situation, the IRS essentially would be left with the same mechanisms they seek to recover unpaid taxes from employers in unrelated situations that for some reason are not paying their taxes. Now, I know this is a, a relatively new development here, obviously, to kind of react to COVID-19 and the, uh, the economic struggles that a lot of companies out there are having. But there's a lot of things, uh, as I understand, it's still not known. And so what are some of the uh, a couple of bullet points that employers out there should keep an eye out for that uh, we just don't have answers for at this time? Well, there is a, a number of unknowns about this program, you know, to name just a few, for example, Um, and we touched on it a little bit earlier, there's not been any guidance about employees opting in or opting out if the employer decides to defer. There's also, it hasn't been guidance issued yet on the repayment process for these deferred taxes or or how this might impact the employees forms W-2 for 2020. You know, but at this juncture, the deferral of payroll taxes and related guidance is still in progress. You know, I understand that the IRS is working on additional guidance regarding this program and those couple of issues that I just mentioned, um, but it hasn't been released as of yet. 
Well, last question for you. you know, if there's an employer out there or an employee out there that has some question about this program, where, where's the first place they should turn? Well, in our opinion, the tax team and the labor team at Farnham are continuing to monitor this <laughs> issue and related guidance. And of course, we'll be providing updates in the program as they develop. And specifically for more information about how this program and how it relates to, you know, an employer's particular business, you know, employers, of course, can discuss the issue with myself or Maureen or any of the other qualified individuals at Farnham, you know, for general information, you know, they could visit the IRS.gov website. And there is a hotline that's, I think, set for in notice 2020-65 as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Angelica. Maureen, it was a real pleasure having you on today. Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure. And thank you listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, don't forget to rate us and leave a review in your favorite podcasting app. It's really good for the show. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.